0: Game. you gotta get it out of his hands oh, it's, it's over. It's over, and gentlemen
1: what is up everyone and welcome back to a brand new episode of the 3 and d. I'm Paul Lombardi. and I'd like to welcome everyone back to the Review and Preview Network for my weekly NBA and college basketball show. Make sure to check us out on all social media platforms and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Review and Preview Sports. New day, new time. We got brand new stuff today, Selection Sunday, uh, college basketball themes going on all day long uh, for every for all the college basketball fans out there. This past week has been absolutely exciting. Throughout all the tournament games, uh, a bunch of the the finals were this past day. And then, of course, CBS announced the bracket. And me and Tom are here to break everything down for you guys. Tom, how are we doing?
0: Doing good. We're going to the dance. We're going to the dance. For the first time in five years, it feels so good to be back in the NCAA tournament. I... Couldn't be happier. Losing to Virginia Tech in the ACC quarterfinal, I was a little concerned we were going to be one of the first four out, but they put us in there. Yes,
1: Notre Dame made it. Yeah, I, I honestly I thought that they were going to be better than a last four in, and they ended up getting uh, one of the playing games, which which I thought was interesting. I mean, we talked about it before the show. You kind of saw that one coming. I I didn't really think so, but a Rutgers Notre Dame matchup. Oh my god. That's gonna be that's gonna be a good game. That's gonna be must watch TV right there. I'm excited for that one. We got Henry and Dichter out here. What's good, homies? What's up, Hank? Glad you're watching. Um, Hank. Hey. So you know, it's it was it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. There, there also wasn't too many um, snubs that I came that I noticed. Mm-hmm. Either uh, Texas A&M was one that I thought was a team that should have made it Um, you know, they made it all the way to the sec championship uh, and lost today, but I I thought they personally should have made it. But again, I I think the bracket was pretty accurate and I think it was pretty, it was pretty much all the teams deserve all the teams most deserving. I think made it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think you could argue there's maybe one or two teams that I thought should have gotten in that didn't like Texas A&M, for example, but I mean, we heard it from Seth Davis. He said if Virginia Tech doesn't beat Duke last night, they're probably on the outskirts looking in as well. So uh, you got to win that conference. You can't rely on an at-large when your record is, you know, very pedestrian.
1: Absolutely. And it was crazy to me, too, how Xavier was still in the conversation, too, for a while with the amount of losses that they had and, you know, how they choked towards the end of the season. Now they were a great team at the beginning of the year. You know, they're a perennial top 25 team, but they they completely fell off a cliff down the stretch. And the fact that they were kind of still in the running shocked me. So I'm I'm glad they didn't make it. You know, it might be my St. John's bias that's, you know, being glad (laughs) that that Xavier didn't make it. But I. you know, I, I I was glad to see um to see them them not getting in. Didn't think they were too deserving. And then Hank brings up another good point: was Michigan deserving a deserving team in your opinion? Nope, not at all. Maybe first four at best. Yeah, I don't I at I best. don't think they were deserving at all. I think that they had uh, they had an awful year. And I don't think I, it, it somewhat shocked me that they made it. I mean, I said a couple of weeks ago on, on the show that I did not expect them to make it. And um, they ended up being part of the last four in. So I, I, you know, I don't think that they're going to do much damage. You know, an 11 seed is the worst that Michigan could do. And that's what they ended up doing. We got Garth, Michael Patrick over here. What's what is up guys go Duke.
0: Uh, okay, I feel I feel bad. I was bowling watching that Duke game last night. Might have had some money on that one, Garth. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Storm Murphy so much. Oh my god! I, I mean, I, I lost IQ cells watching the ACC tournament. They beat Notre Dame, UNC, and Duke on back to back to back nights. Those Hokies deserve to be in the NCAA tournament. Holy smokes!
1: And they were not gonna make it if they didn't beat Duke last night, which is the crazy yep. thing. They should have been they should have made it regardless, but um, I think the Hokies have a tremendous team. But I mean, you know, without any further ado, we'll jump right into it. So obviously, the entire layup is set out. The West region's in the top left, South region's in the top right, East is in the bottom left, and the Midwest is in the bottom right. We got our brackets all all set over here, so we'll go through each matchup. Well, first off, we got the first four. So we got the two 11 seeds going down first. We got Rutgers versus Notre Dame and um, a 12 seed, which is a Wyoming versus Indiana matchup. So this is actually the first ever time at least I can remember in the tournament that it's not two eleven games and two sixteen games. It's one eleven, one twelve, and two sixteen games, way in the first four, which is actually really interesting and something that's even watching the uh, um, selection show. I didn't didn't even cross my mind originally, but uh, we got we got Rutgers versus Notre Dame. They'll be the two eleven seeds, and the winner of this game will take on Alabama in the West. So obviously we'll go over the West region first, the top left. And, uh, so for the first four game, who do you have in this one?
0: We'll, we'll lead it off with you with the sweatshirt. Oh, you're throwing me right in the fire, folks, if you couldn't tell. 1-1 for number 11, lucky number 11. I mean, we've seen number 11 seeds do very well in the past, Loyola, Chicago. Now, this is the first time Notre Dame has been in the tournament since 2017. They lost to West Virginia in the round of 32. The previous two years, they made the Elite Eight. And what was very common in that, uh, at least that second Elite Eight team, all juniors and seniors, right? What does Notre Dame have? They all have seniors. They have Dane Goodwin. I mean, of course, outside of Blake Wesley. Uh, Dane Goodwin, Nate Leschewski, Prentice Hub, Paul Atkinson, the transfer from Yale, and then Cormac Ryan and Trey Wertz, the transfer from Santa Clara. So, you're stacking up six seniors with Blake Wesley in that Notre Dame rotation. Um, all due respect to Rutgers. I know, um, I think, he, I forget his name is Mulcahy or something. He's a pretty good shooter. I mean, they made some noise in the Big Ten this year, but I think Notre Dame is a little more experienced. And from an unbiased perspective, I think the extra rest for Notre Dame will help them prepare for this first four game. Nice. And okay.
1: So you're taking Notre Dame. We got we got a couple comments or shooting the lights out last night. Thought I was watching Steph Curry. Keep in mind, guys. V is hot right now. Won like 13 of their last 14. Oh, absolutely. John Rankin jumping in. John, thanks for uh, tuning in. Texas A&M should have been in the bracket. We absolutely agree. And we got sure. Deanna. Go Notre Dame. She's on your side. <laughs> She's on your side. Yeah, she home. is.
0: Which she is on my side. <laughs> literally. <laughs>
1: well, that's I mean, I would hope so. I definitely would hope so. So, Rutgers versus Notre Dame. I'm going Rutgers in this one, and I'm sorry oh. to say it, just because I the Rutgers has been on a roll towards the end of the season. They've been picking off all of these top teams. I love Ron Harper Jr. um, you know, this is kind of this is kind of one of those games though that it can really go either way. I mean, a lot of these, a lot of these first four games are very difficult to predict because obviously, you know, first four, they barely made the tournament, and they're kind of they're extremely evenly matched. So Rutgers versus Notre Dame is is going to be one of those games that it's it's going to come down to the very end, I think. Um, but mm-hmm. I I'm going to I'm going to pull out Rutgers in this one. I I know you got ND. I know you got ND, but I. I the, I got the hunches is telling me Rutgers, but you know when you're filling out your brackets, you don't have to choose this game. You get to choose uh, whether whether the winner of this game beats Alabama. So absolutely. So jumping into the actual bracket now in the West region, we got the number the first game number one Gonzaga taking on number sixteen Georgia State. Tom Tom, take it. Um, you you feeling an upset? <laughs>
0: Well, if we're talking about Tom's takes, which, by the way, is very cliche, um, I would go with Tom's takes. No name, now that I think of it. (laughs) Oh, man. um, Gonzaga. Gonzaga, Gonzaga, 100%. Mm -hmm. Sorry, you were breaking up there on my end. I'm going the Bulldogs on this game. I mean, Chet Holmgren is a block monster. You have probably National Player of the Year on that team as well and Drew Timmy. There's no stopping Gonzaga this early in the tournament. Absolutely not.
1: Yeah, I. It's it's going to be Gonzaga. I mean, looking at all the one verse sixteens, I don't see a Virginia happening uh, this at all this year. Yeah. You know, it's it's almost impossible to predict that. But Gonzaga is you know one of the most dominant teams in the country, a perennial number one team. They got an absolutely dominant squad with Drew Timmy and Chet Holmgren that very few teams in the country are going to be able to match up with that height. Uh, and then you got Nemhard and you have Strother and you have, um, Russia or Bolton as the supporting cast. And it's just, they're, they're an amazing team. So Georgia state, you know, congrats to them. They did, a, they did a good job, um, making it all the way to the tournament. They ended up, they ended up winning their conference, but it's are they're, they're going to get um, out first to Gonzaga.
0: I'm sorry. We got breaking news. Apparently, Tom Brady is coming back to the NFL. Tom Brady's
1: coming back to the NFL.
0: Yeah, well, we'll, we'll, we'll hold off on that. But uh, Kyle Russo just texted me that. Uh, very off topic to what we're discussing. But when something like that comes up, I mean, that's got to be mentioned, man. Like,
1: that, what the hell? <laughs> what the what hell? in the world? Oh, my God.
0: You know, it's March.
1: Madness. Jesus. Okay, you know what? I mean, this is March Madness bracket show, and like, see, I mean, this is March Madness just with a different sport. What in the world I'm looking at it right now? Yeah, that that is. I absolutely- always
0: hesitate when the source is Kyle Russo.
1: <laughs> wow, he, you know, time ta- like. He chose one hell of a time to decide to come back right after the bracket is revealed. All the college basketball fans are going crazy right now. We're all trying to fill out our brackets. Then Tom Brady's just like, oh, yeah, this happens. I'm I'm coming back
0: for my 23rd season. Like the most inconvenient time. Like
1: (laughs) What in the world? Okay, you know.
0: This might uh, have to get clipped off. And put up on our YouTube channel. With, like, oh, oh absolutely! To Jay, Tom Brady just a, coming back, and he's coming back to Tampa Bay. So that is that is nuts. What now Gronk's gonna say, I mean, there's a few guys they're gonna have to let walk, but this this changes the whole dynamic. March madness, but
1: March madness, March madness, people. Okay, so digress. now. Now, now, if there's any way we can jump from football back to basketball, I mean, it's very – Yeah, how do we get back to this now? It's, I know It's it's almost impossible to. We got John Rankin going crazy in the comments over here. I was just going to say you were picking Rutgers because of Ron Harper Jr. That's exactly why I'm picking Rutgers. I love Ron Harper Jr. Um, And, you know, his dad was a great player too as well. Dickie V said biggest snubs were A&M, SMU, and Xavier. I, I respect everything that Dickie V says. Dickie V, uh, lifelong college basketball uh, genius. Basically, he obviously knows more a lot more than me. If he says he thinks that Xavier should have made it, then I'll take his word for it. But personally, of what I've seen from Xavier this year, I don't, I don't really think that um, yeah. that they deserve to make it. But I, but I think that AM should have made it. And I also um, can, can see an argument for SMU too because SMU was part of the first four hours. Uh, I saw Gonzaga beat UCLA by twenty. Um, could happen. That could happen. Uh, lies. I'm I'm assuming that's towards the Tom Brady. Tom Brady's. Yep. That that is towards Tom Brady. Tom Brady's not coming back. I well got to go check Twitter. Apparently, he tweeted it, and Adam Schefter just
0: I uh, just retweeted it. He just posted on his Instagram that he's coming back, John, for the twenty third season. Yeah, I'm sorry. Really?
1: Go check it out. It came straight from the source. Came straight from Brady. Straight from the man himself, Tom Brady. I'll tell you what. I think he was pissed that um, the news broke that he was retiring before he broke it. So now to get back, he decided to wait till March Madness, till the bracket and stuff happened. He's like, you know what? I'm throwing my bomb right in the middle of this and you know, making the sports world go crazy. But this is what we live for. This is the kind of stuff we live for. Dicky V, baby from Hank. Wow. Yes, he did. Yep. John Rankin. We got him. We got him to see Tom Brady tweeted himself. He is back, guys. What is this, this one...
0: show right now? <laughs> it, it what literally... is this
1: show? We're, like, we're, on. we're 20 minutes in and we've gone through two matchups and we've gone through two matchups and a Tom Brady <laughs> coming back from retirement. That's oh, oh my, my God. God. I, I, I did not see this one coming. I did not see this one coming. I mean it's like even if it was even if it was like typical breaking news, like even if this was the Aaron Rodgers news going back to Green Bay, this would not be as big as Tom Brady coming back from retirement um after like after retiring what a month ago or whatever. But it's um it's really, we'll, kind of through
0: this bracket now. <laughs>
1: yeah. We'll, we gotta get our heads back straight. Um so we'll jump back into the West region. Uh, Gonzaga, we have being Georgia State. So number eight, Boise State, taking on number nine, Memphis, is the next matchup in eight versus nine seed. Um, another really close one, another really good one. Um, I'm really excited about about this game. Personally, in my opinion, Boise State... Did a great job all season long running through the Mountain West. Um, I think that they were one of the most dominant teams. I mean, them, Colorado State and Wyoming, in my opinion, and San Diego State, all four of them kind of went back and forth. Wyoming was able to sneak into the tournament, which I like to see. I was a big fan of Wyoming all year long with Hunter Maldonado and the rest of the Mm -hmm. squad there, Graham E.K. Um, But Boise State had another dynamic year. Uh, They've been doing great over the last several years. But Memphis – Finally caught on a roll. Penny Hardway's been there for a few years now, but he's been able to get the recruits. He's been able to get the transfers, but he's just not been able to put together that that March Madness team. I mean, they won the NIT like either last year or two years ago, but they finally made it their nine seed this year. They've got all the momentum. They got Jalen Duran. Uh Imani Baines probably doesn't play because he's been hurt for a while now. But I'm going with Memphis over Boise State to
0: take on Gonzaga second round. I will second that and I will add they are three, and zero against the top 25 this year and they have a much better strength of schedule than Boise state. So despite their impressive mountain West resume this year in the Broncos, I'm going with the Memphis Tigers to advance to play the Zags in the round of 32.
1: I'll drop a bigger bomb too. Um, I think Memphis is the best team out of the American conference. I think they're better than Houston.
0: That's fair. That is very fair. And we I, saw I, Houston struggle against them today.
1: Houston struggled all season long against top 25 teams and teams that are making it um, – that have made it to March Madness. That's why I don't think they're going to go very far. But we'll get to Houston uh, down the road when we get um, to the region that they're in. I I can't even pick them out. Way too many teams uh, – way too many teams on here but that's that's my bomb right now. I got Memphis. Um I got Memphis Memphis beating uh Boise State. So, the one below and now we got number 5 Yukon taking on number 12 New Mexico State. Uh another team that I think has been a little bit overrated this year is Yukon. I've seen people mm-hmm. say I you know, going over a lot of uh a lot of college basketball accounts, a lot of uh, a lot of threads and stuff. A lot of people think that UConn is going to be a sneaky team that can even make it to the Final Four. I've seen that. Like that's their ceiling. Some people think. I haven't seen enough. Out of, I haven't seen enough out of UConn to really think that that's true. And New Mexico State is a tough team as well. Uh, this is definitely this game is definitely going to be a candidate for a potential upset, a p- potential five versus twelve upset. But I am going to go with UConn in this one. Um, I think that they'll end up pulling it out, but I do like what I see from New Mexico State. I like what I saw with them in their tournament, and I think that they can make it interesting.
0: Absolutely. Um, you know, it's interesting. I think it was three years ago. I think it was the first night of the tournament, and we met up at Reds at Shoe that night. And I remember driving up to Shoe, and I was tuning into the New Mexico State game. They were playing Auburn. And that was the year Auburn made the Final Four. New Mexico State lost to them by one point. And they yeah. should have won that game. They should have won that game. But UConn, I mean, their their BPI is very impressive. I mean, their net rank is 17th, according to CBS Sports. And uh, they have had a very tough strength of schedule this year. And to be 23-9, and 13-6 and six in the Big East, I know, uh, disappointing. The Big East semis. So, uh, look, I still is going to win this game. I don't know if they're maybe a sweet 16 team, which we'll get into in a few moments, but um I have them winning this game for sure. I like the depth they have in their front court. They always have like these humongous like guys in the front court. And we have a YouTube commenter that agrees with us as well. So, yeah.
1: yep, we do. Um,
0: zippers, the- nice
1: one. <laughs> zippers, thanks for the comment. Uh, like and subscribe. As always, if you like our content, but yeah, UConn definitely, um, I think UConn definitely pulls this out. I mean, they always have that undersized point guard that's a dynamic score. Uh, the, Ke- the Kemba Walkers of the world, the Shabazz Napiers of the world. This year, it's RJ Cole, uh, who was a first-team All-Big East, and Adama Sonogo, who was also first-team All-Big East. So I, I, like, I like what I've seen from UConn, so I think they're going to win that. Then we got the next matchup below that, number four, Arkansas, taking on number 13, Vermont. This is this is a tough one. This is a really tough one. Arkansas has been red hot all season long. Um, J.D. Notay has been one of the better players in the SEC all season, but Vermont has been a sneaky team. They consistently win their conference, and, you know, I – I like what I see from Vermont. You know they're they're definitely a, they're definitely one of uh, one of those teams. This is good. This is one of those matchups that's a four versus thirteen that's uh, definitely capable of being a big time upset. And I, I think a lot of people might choose it as an upset, but um, I I personally think I'm going to go with Arkansas in this game. Uh, you know I could see I could see the argument for Vermont winning. But I think that Arkansas has kind of been red hot. They've been picking off everybody, everybody who's big so far this season. So I like Arkansas.
0: I like Arkansas, too. They're averaging 77 points per game, and they're 4-1 and one against the top 25 this year. You mentioned picking everybody off. That's exactly what they've been doing. Yeah. Um, the SEC is a very, very dominant conference. And even though they lost to A&M in the semis, right? Yeah, uh, believe that was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Tennessee beat Kentucky, right. So, yeah, yeah, look, they're a tough team. They really are a tough team. And I I think Vermont, they're a really good defensive team. And, of course, we know they can shoot the three. But they played nobody this year. They had one game against the top 25 opponent, And I I don't – the 5-12, 4-13 line is usually where majority of the upsets come from in the first round. But I don't see this one being an upset.
1: I don't either, and that that's why that's why I can see the argument for UConn, New Mexico State, and, and also Arkansas, Vermont. I feel like a lot of people filling out their brackets are going to choose one of those two as being a potential upset. I don't mm-hmm. see either though, honestly. And then we got further down. We got number six Alabama taking on for me number eleven Rutgers. For you, number eleven Notre Dame. Um, Alabama versus Rutgers. They see this is going to be a tough one because Alabama has been so inconsistent this year and they'll they'll win some huge games and then they'll lose some games that just makes you absolutely question it so they're they're going to be a team that is a huge candidate to be upset um and for that reason is why i would go rutgers over alabama i like what you know as i explained before i like what i've seen from rutgers um i think that they they might be able to pick off Bama.
0: I also think the 11th seed is winning this game, but for me, it is not Rutgers. It is Notre Dame. Notre Dame will advance to the round of 32, taking down Alabama, Canaan, um, to advance to the round of 32. I know this is wrong sport, but we have to get Alabama somehow. So I figured this is a perfect opportunity to do it. Uh, I'll double down. I think Dane Goodwin hits the game-winning shot to get Notre Dame Past Alabama, Dane Goodwin hitting the the game winning shot. Okay, so, I mean you heard you
1: all heard it here first. So if this does happen, Same. it was Tom Skivett calling it. If Dane Goodwin hits hits that shot, so Funny, man. so he's got he's got Notre Dame in the, the round of thirty two. I've got Rodkers, yes, and then right below that we got number three Texas Tech taking on number fourteen Montana State. Um this is going to be one of the bigger blowouts in my opinion in <laughs> yeah. in the uh entire first round There's there's definitely could be a lot of blowouts, but I'm a big Texas Tech fan. I love what I've seen from them this year. They're they're 100% going to uh, beat Montana State.
0: Give me the Red Raiders. Good coach, good team again they've rebuilt their team so nicely from that team that lost in the national championship game three years ago. And I think they've done a good job developing players They're, you know, they're a good basketball program and I think they're going to do a nice job in this game and make Montana state uh, rethink a few things. And I don't think Montana state will be able to make enough adjustments to uh, have any type of run in this game, but you never know It, it is March and it is the tournament.
1: No, that's, that's exactly it. So, I mean, you know, I'm going to end up saying that and then they might end up only winning by like five, you know, you know, you really never know, but I, but I'm definitely going to go Red Raiders in this one. And then we got number seven, Michigan State taking on number 10, Davidson. Um, this, this game is, is definitely can go either way. Flip of a coin. Um, we got a comment about Texas Tech. Been riding Texas Tech most of the year, but man, they fell off last few games. I agree, but I think that they they're one of the best defensive teams in the nation. I think that that's going to come up big especially throughout the tournament. Um, you know, I'm not sure how far they're going to go, but I I think that that they might make it to at least the sweet 16 in my opinion. But then we got number 7 Michigan State taking on number 10 Davidson. Um, Davidson is just lost today in the Atlantic 10 final. Uh they lost to Richmond, so Richmond ended up getting the automatic bid, but Davidson got an at-large bid for that. Uh Hyung Jung Lee has been one of their best players all season long. Uh three-point sniper. Michigan State has been one of those teams that's just been up and down all year. Um they just a little inconsistent. Gabe Brown and Max Christie have been their star players. But I'm personally gonna go with Davidson in this one. I like. I've liked what I've seen from Davidson. I think that they they have the fuel to pick off Michigan State, and you know I, I'm going to go with that.
0: Uh, I think you've been reading my scorecard, Paul. I mean, <laughs> outside of that Notre Dame Rutgers first four, uh, now Michigan State is favored in this game. Davidson's only had one game against a top 25 opponent this year, which they've won. I like their offense much better. Uh, I don't know how Michigan State got this high in the seeding line with 12 losses. Uh, probably due to their performance in the Big Ten tournament. I'm not 100% sure about that, but they have dealt, they had the 12th worst strength of schedule in the nation this year. They were playing a lot of high competitive teams. That Big Ten is an insane conference. I mean, Purdue, Wisconsin, Iowa, uh, Ohio State, the list goes on. Michigan, Michigan state. I mean, there's so many good teams in that conference, but they beat each other up. Michigan state gets the seven seat. Davidson gets the 10. Uh, I think today was a fluke against Richmond. I personally don't think Richmond is a tournament team. All due respect to them. Um, I watched them one game this year against, I forget who it was. It might've been VCU and they scored like barely 50 points in the game. So I don't see Richmond winning this one. Uh, I'm sorry, not Richmond. Um, David, uh, Michigan State. I don't see Michigan State winning this game. I'm going with Davidson. I I definitely second that.
1: And then rounding out the uh, first round in the West, we got number two, Duke versus CS Fullerton, Cal State Fullerton. Um, one thing I'll say, um, well, two things I'll say is, one, first thing is Duke's going to win this game. Second thing is, shout out to Cal State Fullerton, uh, EJ Anisiki, Sacred Heart University, Um, ex Sacred Heart University player, played for Tennessee last year. He's their star player at Cal State Fullerton. So going to be pulling Mm -hmm. pulling for him to uh, have a good game, but Duke's going to pull this one out.
0: Yeah, I think Duke's going to win. Coach K, not happy, lost his last game at Cameron, lost the ACC final to Virginia Tech, and I think his players are going to come out and dominate this game. I'm going Duke. Absolutely.
1: So now we got the second round in the, in the Western, in the Western. So we both have Gonzaga and Memphis winning. Yep. So Gonzaga versus Memphis will be the second round. Um, for me, I, I still think Gonzaga, I I'm still pulling for Gonzaga just cause I think Gonzaga has, has been so dominant. I, I, they're going to make it to at least the Elite Eight, in my opinion. So I'm, I'm taking Gonzaga over Memphis.
0: And it's crazy. Memphis hasn't lost to a top 25 team this year, but they haven't played a Gonzaga type of caliber team. So I'm going yeah. with the Bulldogs here as well. I mean, their team is so good. I mean, I, I think if Mark View gets a national championship, it could be this year. Now, I'm not I'm not to struggle too much with Memphis, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And then in the second round, we got UConn versus Arkansas. You have UConn versus Arkansas, I believe too. Um, yep. Yeah, being in the second round. Um, they, this is this is another tough one, but I, I'm going to have to go with Arkansas, as we were alluding to before. I think that um, Arkansas is the tougher team. They've been they've been pulling up these upsets all season long. So, an Arkansas versus Gonzaga matchup, I think, would be really, really interesting in a Sweet 16.
0: I like Arkansas, too. I'm going to pick them to beat UConn in this one. Um, Again, their offense is fantastic, and they shoot the ball pretty well from the field, 44%. Uh, I also really like J.D. Note, averaging over 18 points per game. Uh, And he stays on the floor a lot. I mean, the question is, can they contain R.J. Cole, right? Because that's going to be – what decides this game. I think Arkansas is a little bit better on both sides of the ball than UConn. I know UConn is a little bit better defensively at times, but I think Arkansas has the better overall team.
1: Yeah, I like that. And then for you, it's going to be Notre Dame versus Texas Tech. For me, it will be Rutgers versus Texas Tech. Um, Regardless, I'm pulling for Texas Tech to win this game. Um, I know I'm – I've, I'm going for all of the higher seeds right now, which always yeah. spells trouble when you're filling out your bracket. But right. I don't, mm-hmm. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Texas Tech in this one.
0: I am not a fan of Texas Tech, but I'm still going to pick them. Wow. Okay. I, I thought you were going to send Notre Dame to the Sweet 16 for a second. N- no, no. Uh, Bryson Williams is a fantastic player. Sadar Calhoun and Ethan Duncan. I mean, those guys have been really good for the Red Raiders this season. And the transition from Chris Beard to Mark Adams has been quite interesting. You know, Um, they got Bryson Williams in from UTEP, whose career actually started at Fresno State, which is crazy to think about. Now he's here. And I think that Texas Tech will beat Notre Dame. I like it. I like it. Um,
1: And then – That brings us down to the last matchup. For me, it's Davidson versus Duke. Um, You have Davidson versus Duke as well, I believe, right? You you had Davidson over Michigan State. So Davidson versus Mm -hmm. Duke. um, I would go with Duke in this one too. So I I took the top four seeds to uh, to make it to the Sweet 16, which highly likely won't happen, but um, that's what I'm pulling for.
0: Yeah, I'm doing the same thing. I I reluctantly do it. But I think Duke again, this is Coach K's last year. I don't see them going out on the first weekend, you know. Chero, Williams, I mean, they have a loaded roster. They're still pissed off. And oh, yeah. I don't I don't think their season's going to end against an A10 team. No, I, I
1: don't think so either. Yeah.
0: And uh,
1: got a couple comments from John Suggs. Rutgers over Bama. I do have Rutgers over Bama. That's that's one of my bold takes. And got Arkansas beating UConn second round. We agree with that. So we got our Sweet Sixteens in the Sweet Sixteen teams in the West. So now let's jump over to the South Region, the top right part of the bracket. And leading it off, we got number one Arizona taking on the winner of Wright State versus Bryant. Bryant. The winner of the NEC, which Sacred Heart is in, so shout out to the Bryant Bulldogs. They were able to win that. Still waiting for the day that Sacred Heart will uh, will make it to their first ever March Madness. I can't wait for that day to happen, but uh, you know we might be waiting a little bit, a little while. But Arizona versus Wright State versus the winner of Wright State and Bryant,
0: uh, Arizona easily. Uh yeah, I think Bryant will win that playing game because of Peyton Kiss, uh, but. Arizona is going to blow the doors off of Brian. I'm sorry, or whoever they play, right State, or whoever the heck it is. I'm going with the Wildcats. Uh,
1: Absolutely. And then we got number eight, Seton Hall, versus number nine, TCU. Very interesting matchup, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. because I haven't been the biggest fan of Seton Hall this year, and I'm not trying to just – Rain on the parade of all the other Big East teams because I'm, you know, butthurt that St. John's didn't make it. But I personally haven't loved like everything that I saw from Seton Hall so far this year. And TCU has has been a sneaky team. I think that TCU has played great all season long. Um They're well coached. They've got a good offensive game, and I think that they'll end up pulling up pulling off the technical upset, even though it's an eight versus nine. The nine seed TCU will end up winning that.
0: Well, we continue to read each other's minds. I'm going TCU as well. I mean, Jamie Dixon has now taken his alma mater to the tournament two more times than his former school. So I think it's going to be interesting. What can Mike Miles Jr. do against Jared Roden? I mean, that's going to be an intriguing matchup in the backcourt for both teams. Two players that average over 15 points per game. I like TCU a little more.
1: Two of the better uh Two of the better guards in the nation, too. Mike Miles has had a tremendous season mm-hmm. for the Horn Frogs this entire year. And Jared Roden also, as well, has had an amazing season for Seton Hall. And then I was trying to search for where Houston was, and they were they're in the south. Houston versus UAB, a 5 versus 12. Um, some 5 versus 12s are kind of enticing. I, I dropped that uh that bomb on you guys before that's I think Memphis is better than Houston. I still think Houston uh does gets the job done and beats UAB in uh in this five versus twelve game.
0: They will, but barely because of their defense, right? I mean they're giving up on their sixty points per game. Their defense is locked down, solid. If we have Memphis advancing, I think we gotta have Houston advancing as well. Represent that American Absolutely. Athletic Conference nicely. So, but the Blazers—they—they are no slouch.
1: No, no, not at all. You know, I think that UAB can actually make it a game. Um, John Suggs somewhat agrees. Houston by seven. Both score about the same points per game. I think that I think UAB has had a great year. You know, very under the radar, obviously as a mid major, but um, I like you know Houston has the experience, been in the tournaments uh, plenty of times, and you know Kelvin Sampson always to. It finds a it finds a way to get it done, and then we got number four Illinois taking on number thirteen Chattanooga. This is a game that a lot of people are going to scream upsets. I mean, we saw Seth Davis, if you guys watched the CBS selection show, saying that Chattanooga is going to make it to the Sweet Sixteen. Um, I think that that's that's a little bit crazy, but regardless, we got number four Illinois versus number thirteen Chattanooga. Um, I don't see I don't see this upset potentially going down. I think Illinois is too dominant of a team. Uh, I don't see anybody on Chattanooga being able to match up with Kofi Coburn and uh, Alfonso Plummer has played tremendous down the stretch this season. Same with Coleman Hawkins, same with uh, Trent Frazier. I think that Illinois is going to be a little too much to handle and I would, I would take them over Chattanooga. Uh,
0: I'm going to disagree on this one.
1: I'm there we go be.
0: with Malachi Smith and the mocks. Um, as you know, I, I like Chattanooga because Notre, Notre Dame transfer Matt Ryan played there, and I think it's time to pick a double-digit seeded team not named Notre Dame as an upset, for me at least. So I'm going with Chattanooga here to upset Illinois. I just don't like the way that they have played down the stretch. You know, I don't think they're I, – I mean, they have played a tough schedule, but six and four in their last 10 games, they've really struggled down the stretch. and regardless of how good they've played all season, it's not what you're doing in December and January. What are you doing in March, right? This is what it comes down to. And right now, Chattanooga's Chattanooga is awfully hot, winning eight out of their last 10.
1: And that's that's exactly why um, a lot of people will make the arguments that Chattanooga could pick them off. I'm sure plenty of people who fill out their brackets are gonna choose that as one of their upsets. Uh, chattanooga picking off illinois but uh in my personal opinion i feel like illinois is going to be able to piece it together as for the rest of the tournament we'll we'll see about that but um chattanooga is going to have a little bit of a of a tough job to handle and then we got number six colorado state taking on number 11 michigan uh this is going to be an interesting game obviously we went over at the beginning of the show how we don't believe that Michigan should have made the tournament. I truly don't believe that Michigan should have made the tournament. Um, Colorado State has been a great team all season long. You know, I think that this will be a close game because Michigan, you know, (sighs) I was going to say one thing and now I want to say another. (laughs) I'll be completely honest with you. Um, If Michigan is playing their game, I, I, the, their resume this season was not, was not March Madness worthy, in my opinion, the way that they underperformed a lot this season. But they still have the roster. And if they're playing their game, they're, they're still a very tough out. Um, and I think that Colorado State is maybe a little bit of a tough matchup for them. Um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be very close to go either way. I'm going to go Michigan in this game. You know, I was I let off my my introduction by teasing Colorado State winning, but I'm actually I'm actually choosing Michigan.
0: I'm choosing Colorado State. This game matchup wise and the a word which I hate analytics is leaning Michigan fifty two percent to forty eight percent, but. The big thing is who's going to guard Hunter Dickinson who can match up against him. And I think David Roddy is that guy. I mean, he's averaging 19 and a half points per game. I think he's a guy that, you know, is going to be able to lead this top 20 per possession offense that finished second in the mountain West. They play a lot of small ball with Roddy, you know, in the paint there. And I think they're going to find a way to shoot around that Michigan defense and advance. Yeah. I,
1: I, you know, I I'm going to be rooting hard for Colorado State because I've liked what I've seen from mm-hmm. them, and I like David Roddy a lot. I've I've watched a, a good amount of Colorado State's games this year, and David Roddy is a good player. He's got an NBA future too. I'll tell you that right now. That guy that guy can hoop. Um, I I am a Colorado State fan. I'll be rooting for them, but just putting uh, if I got to put money down on it, I'm gonna pull from it. I'm gonna just say that Michigan probably picks them off. And then we got number three, Tennessee, taking on number 14, Longwood. Tennessee's been red hot. Um, Longwood was able to win their conference. I think that uh that Tennessee is pretty much a given that they're gonna that they're gonna win this game.
0: Yeah, especially with the way they played today. John Fulkerson, Santiago Vescovi. I mean, those guys are good. And they've they've been around for a while. Uh And that's a good point there by John Suggs. I think Tennessee not only has Elite Eight potential, I think they have Final Four potential.
1: I think they could get
0: to that game against Arizona and take them down. They've been playing very well. They're well coached. I really like this Tennessee team.
1: Absolutely. And now here is the one game that's going to to drive us crazy. Number 7 Ohio State versus number 10 Loyola Chicago. Ohio State got knocked out early in the tournament last year. They're going to be out for revenge. But we got Loyola Chicago, who, whenever you doubt them, they end up winning. And they, they've been one of the better – they've been one of the sneaker teams, obviously, in the tournament over the last several years. This is such a tough one. I'm going to let you go first on this one, Tom.
0: Well, Ohio State's been without Kyle Young, right? He's been out for a while. And I think yeah. that's been part of their issues in the front court, in particular on defense. And as John mentions, Loyola Chicago does play a good defense, but they are without Cameron Crutwig, who graduated. Uh, they still have Lucas Williamson, who's there. I think he's a solid player. This is tough, but you know what? In the underdog spirit, I'm going to go with Loyola. Chicago, the ramblers will be rambling on to the round of thirty two knocking out e j. little and the up oh guys yeah
1: uh, i'm i'm going to differ from you. I'm going to go. I I've loved DJ Liddell all season long. I think that he should be more in the conversation for Player of the Year for the amount that he's done for that Buckeyes team. Um, but so I I think I'm going to I'm going to say Ohio State wins this one. This one's this is one heck of a first round matchup. I'll tell you I'll tell you what though. This one's going to come right down to the wire. Hmm. And then final game in this in the first round we got number two Villanova versus number fifteen Delaware. Um, the Blue Hens ended up making a tournament. Congratulations to them, but uh they're not gonna be they're not gonna be winning against Villanova.
0: Wow, that was some way to put it, Paul. Um I like Jermaine Samuels, I like Colin Gillespie. Those guys are good, they've been at Villanova forever, and they're going to ride Villanova to the round of thirty-two. The Delaware Blue Hens, they did a good job getting two upsets in the CAA, but this is not the CAA. This is not the Colonial League anymore. This is the Villanova Wildcats, which this is a very close geographical matchup. I'm sorry, Jameer Nelson. Uh, he's, he's Jameer. You yep, have Jameer
1: Nelson Jr. Or a, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's, <laughs> his son
0: is on Delaware.
1: Yeah. Um, which I thought was pretty cool. I, I didn't even know that
0: until the tournament. They do have a Providence transfer too. I'm pretty sure. Can't remember um, his name. Oh, Jair Davis, something like that. He's pretty good. I mean, Delaware's got a solid
1: team. They but- do. I mean we're talking about Villanova, who, you know, has have won two national championships in the past in the past five years. So yeah. oh. or six years, I guess. I guess it is. I'm bad. Bad with years. <laughs> everything everything cl- everything clutters together. Yep. So that's our first round. Now we got the second round we'll go through. Um we got for me, it's did you have seen Hull versus TCU? Who'd you have in that game? I had TCU. So we both have Arizona versus TCU. Um, another interesting matchup, another another tight one in my opinion, but mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go Arizona. Um, I think Arizona is just going to be too overpowering. Benedict Matherin has been one of the best players in the nation this year. Christian Coloka has been uh, one of the best big men in the nation this year. Um, I think that Arizona has an all-around sound team, uh, and they're going to at least make it to the Sweet 16. We'll see from there, but I think they're going to make it to the Sweet 16.
0: Yeah, Arizona's winning this game. TCU does own a win over Kansas this year. They've had five wins against the top 25, but I mean, Arizona, we saw what they did to UCLA last night. I mean, that was a close game, but man, are they good. They have final four potential.
1: Absolutely. I think that, I think Arizona is a tough team, really tough team. And then we got Houston versus Illinois for me, and Houston versus. Illinois for you as well, or no, no, no had you had Chattanooga. Chattanooga. That's, that's, why, that's why I stuttered. You know, I'm going to start, I'm just going to write down all of yours. So that way, um, <laughs> so that way I don't have all to good. do I, So I don't have to keep asking, but so Houston versus Illinois for me, mm-hmm. Houston versus Chattanooga for you. Um, this one I've already alluded to how I do not believe that Houston is that great of a team. Uh, I think that they have a lot of flaws and they've struggled against the better teams in the nation. I'm rolling with Illinois again. You know, a lot of people think that they may not even make it out of the first round. I'm rolling. I'm rolling with them to make it to the sweet 16. I think that Kofi and the squad have uh, figured things out. You know, a lot of people are saying that they struggled down the stretch. I liked what I saw from them, even in their loss to Indiana in the big 10 tournament. I think that they, they played all around an all around great game. I think they got a talented team, and you know Brad Underwood always figures out a way to get it done. But for you, Houston versus Chattanooga, who do you got?
0: Look, let's remember the Cougars made the Final Four not so long ago. Sure. Kelvin Sampson deserves a lot more credit than what he's getting as far as like National Coach of the Year goes. Remember they. They had an injury-plagued backcourt this year. They win the AAC regular season title. They win the tournament. Um, I really want to pick Chattanooga, but I can't do it. I I think in my matchup, Houston-Chattanooga, I definitely have to go Houston here. Kelvin Sampson rolls on.
1: Yeah, I mean – I completely agree with you that Kelvin Sampson is one of the best coaches in the nation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just not in love with this Houston team, especially without Marcus Sasser. Uh, when Sasser went down at the beginning of the season with that injury and he's done for the year, I I haven't been in love with that with that entire Houston team since They're then. So, um, I think that Sasser was their best player, He's the best scorer at the very least. Um, but so that's why I'm rolling with Illinois. And then the next matchup, I have Michigan versus Tennessee. You have Colorado State versus Tennessee. So Michigan versus Tennessee, I'm rolling with Tennessee. I mean, I think that I think Tennessee is going to roll through Longwood in the first round, and I don't care who they're playing in the
0: second round. I think they're rolling through that too. They're red hot right now. As freshman point guards Kennedy Chandler and Zakai Ziegler would say, "Go Vols!
1: Go Vols! There we go. Tennessee's rolling on to the Sweet 16. And then final matchup in the in the second round in the South, we got for me Ohio State versus Villanova. For you, Loyola Chicago versus Villanova. Um, I'm gonna gonna drop a little bomb right here." I think the winner of the Ohio state Loyola chicago game is going to beat Villanova in the second round. I think that Villanova gets a quick out this year. That's one of my bold picks. Um, I did not love what I saw from Villanova in the Big East tournament um, this year. St. John should have beat them. They they played way too many close games. Now, I do think that Villanova's got a good team. And, I mean, you can never count out Jay Wright, and you can never count out Colin Gillespie. If they get rolling, there's they can 100% make it – deep to the Elite Eight, even the Final Four. But in my personal opinion, I think that Ohio State, E.J. Liddell is a matchup nightmare, and I think that Ohio State is going to end up picking off Villanova in the end.
0: So for me, I have Villanova against Loyola Chicago. Where do you think my head is at?
1: Well. I think, I think you're going to agree with me, but with a
0: different team it's Drew Valentine and the uh, Missouri Valley Conference champions. It's Loyola Chicago. They're going to upset Villanova. Um, you know, I mean, Jay Wright's team isn't deep. Let's remember that. They get them into a little bit of foul trouble. They're in trouble. I get it. They have a lot of veterans on this roster. But, I mean, again, you mentioned a few moments ago, you don't bet against this team. And I will not in the round of 32. They are dancing to the Sweet 16.
1: Absolutely. St. John's is a better team that people give them uh, credit for. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I yeah, think
0: they, they should have won that game, St. They, John's.
1: St. John's, it drives me crazy because St. John's um, had a good enough team to to even be an at large bid this year. They just blew, they didn't deserve to make the tournament because they blew so many bad games. And they mm-hmm. obviously, mm-hmm. in you know, blowing that game to Villanova, it was the definition of their season right there. They, they play a tremendous, 38 minutes but can't get the job done in the final two minutes two three minutes um they they've never they haven't been able to do that they haven't been able to do that all season long and that's why they're not in the tournaments that's why they're going to be playing in the nit so that's our sweet 16 in the south we got two conferences left or two regions left that we got to go through next we got the bottom left uh section the east region And that's led off by number one Baylor taking on number 16 Norfolk States. Give me the Bears defending champions in that one.
0: Yeah, Baylor Bears, Adam Flagler is a good point guard. They have a lot of depth on that roster. Baylor Bears in the round of 32.
1: Absolutely. And then we got an interesting one. In eight versus nine, UNC, the eighth seed, taking on number nine Marquette. Shaka Smart has completely turned uh, that team around. They obviously Marquette's always, you know, in the mix They're They've always been a good team, but they struggled a lot with Wojciechowski as their head coach. And um, I think that Chaka Smart came in and is just completely redesigned uh, their entire layout. I love, I've loved what he's doing, but I think I'm still going UNC in this one uh Armando Baycott is a matchup nightmare I'm not too sure anybody on Marquette's going to really be able to handle him if Caleb Love gets going he's next to impossible to stop I think UNC's a sneaky team and they'll probably beat Marquette
0: yeah I mean you're talking about Caleb Love R.J. Davis the White Plains boy uh Brady Manik and Armando Baycott I mean that is a deep lineup I think they're taking Marquette out all due Respect to the Golden Eagles, I don't think they're going to have enough firepower.
1: No, absolutely. I, I think that Mark, I think it's going to be a pretty decent fight. But um, I'm I'm definitely going with the UNC. And then we got another playing game. We got St. Mary's taking on the winner of Wyoming versus Indiana. Um, this is going to be an interesting one. So first off, Wyoming versus Indiana. I think. I've liked what I've seen of Indiana down the stretch. I'm so glad that they made the tournament. I also love what I've seen from Wyoming down the stretch. I think that Indiana probably pulls that one out just because Wyoming has blown a few close games. Um, They're probably not ready for some of the power six conference teams, but I think that Indiana will end up advancing and give me Mike Woodson and the Hoosiers – over St. Mary's. St. Mary's has been amazing this year, but I think Indiana is going to get hot right at the right time. I'm pulling for him. I mean, diehard Knicks fan too. I, I was, I was pulling for Indiana, um, in in the uh, Big Ten tournament as well for Mike Woodson's sake. But Trace Jackson Davis is an all around stud, and I think he's one of the best players in the nation. I think that Indiana has a pretty solid all around, solid all around team. Um, will they go very far? Probably not. Can they pull off in upsets or two? I think they can.
0: I think they can too, but I also like Wyoming. Uh, They are a really good offensive based team. Um, I'm going to go with them here. I I, I just, I like them a little bit more. Uh, You know, it's their first appearance in the tournament since 2015. And I like the philosophy, you know, Hunter Maldonado is a good player. So, you know, we'll see if they can build off of him, and I think they'll be going on to play uh, St. Mary's.
1: And who do we have in that one, St. Mary's or Wyoming?
0: Oh, it's tough because this is a 5-12, and I, I don't know. You know. St. Mary's has played Gonzaga pretty well, but I mean, these, these two 12 seeds are both are both very good. Uh, I'm looking at my bracket to see what I have filled out at the moment, and I am taking Wyoming.
1: <laughs> <laughs> taking Wyoming, there you go. Upset
0: St. Mary's.
1: Yep. So we both have the tw- the winner of that 12 playing advancing. Um, advancing cool. once again, like we said at the beginning of the show, too. I think it's it's very interesting that uh that there's a 12 playing game. It's usually two 11s and two 16s. Right. And you, yeah. you get a one. We got 111, 112, and 216s, which is interesting. And then right below that we got U- number four UCLA versus the number 13 Akron zips. Uh, Akron had a good year this year. UCLA way too dominant though I'm I'm taking the Bruins.
0: Yeah, brewing up. I mean, you got uh, Tiger Campbell, Tommy I mean, Hockes. Uh, they're so good. I mean, they are. They pissed me off because I was betting on USC a lot in the pack, in the Pac-12 this year, and no, you know, I I really like that team with Mobley and Peterson. But man, uh, the Bruins are good, and they're poised for another deep run. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. I think that's UCLA is going to get going. They're they're still going to want to uh, avenge their Final Four loss last year. Mm -hmm. And then we got number six, Texas, versus number 11, Virginia Tech. Now, this is a very interesting one. I think that Texas underperformed extremely this year. They got Marcus Carr, and they were looked at. I mean, they brought in Chris Beard from Texas Tech. Everybody looked at them as probably a perennial top 10 team in the nation. Um, Andrew Jones was coming back. They they had a great all-around team. But Texas was... I, I just don't – Texas was just not great all season, extremely inconsistent, Um, so I don't trust them too much. And Virginia Tech has all of the momentum right now after winning the ACC tournament. So I'm going Virginia Tech, knocking off Texas in the 6-11 and advancing.
0: That damn Storm Murphy ruined everything. Ruined everything. Uh, and he wasn't even the one. I mean, Couture blew up for 31 points last night. Oh, gosh. Um, and we don't even talk about Aluma, who's their leading scorer, right? I mean, he's pretty darn good. Uh, give me the Hokies. Yeah. That makes me so I, mad. I,
1: I, I got to go with them just because, so mad. as you said before, too, it's all about who's hot at the right time and Virginia yeah. hot right now. And then we got number three, Purdue, taking on the Ivy League winner today, uh, Yale. This is going to be a blowout, in my opinion. I think mm. Purdue, I think the Boilermakers will advance and continue to dance.
0: I like what you did there. Yeah, um, you like that, right? It was unintentional too. I really thought Princeton was going to win today against Yale. Unfortunately, yeah. they did not. I think Princeton, before I knew the winner of this game would have to play Purdue, I would have said Princeton has a better shot of upsetting a higher seat in the tournament than winning their own conference. Um. But unfortunately, Princeton did not get here and Yale did. So Purdue is going to smack around Yale. Sorry, New Haven. Forgive me. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, I'm not, I'm, I, you know, the Connecticut the Connecticut roots, I still not gonna root for Yale. I, no. I, I, I like Purdue too much. And then we got another, another great seven versus ten matchup. Murray State taking on San Francisco in the seven versus ten. Murray State finished undefeated this year in conference play, um, had an absolutely dominant year. San Francisco is one of three teams in the WCC that made the tournament. That made um, the tournament this year. They got an at-large bid. Uh, I think this is going to be a tough one because San Francisco is a tough team. San Francisco's got a good squad. Jamari Bouye um, is one of the better guards in the nation that's not too many people know about he he's dynamic but murray State, murray state's got too good of a squad and i think that they're that they're red hot um they're taking all of the momentum from s- basically sweeping their conference this entire year uh so i, I i'm gonna go murray state beating san francisco in, in this one but again this is this is one where i i wouldn't be shocked if more people take san francisco
0: i mean murray state's only lost two games all all, all I would say oh, they're stuck in the same conference as Gonzaga, St. Mary's. But K.J. Williams, I like that guy a lot. I like K.J. Really do a lot. Yeah, he uh, he's something. He really is something. Um, and this is the same school that produced Job ja Morant. So I'm going to go with Murray State to defeat San Francisco and eliminate them.
1: I, I like that I like that so um so we got Murray so we both got Murray State um advancing to the next round and then the final game in this first round we got number two Kentucky versus number 15 St Peter's and my brother Nick joined the chats to come in to talk about his Kentucky wildcats um Kentucky's winning this game I mean St Peter's. Pulled it out. They ended up they ended up winning the Mac. Iona was should have won the Mac. Uh most likely. But it's Rick Patino. Yeah, Rick Patino now no no good. But it's uh Kentucky's gonna win this game.
0: Yeah, I think if Rick Patino won the Mac and Iona, I mean we could at least have a conversation about who would win, but That's, yeah. Only Definitely. because I, I still think he's out for revenge from twenty fourteen, that team with Julius Randle. Uh, but Kentucky's going to win this one. I wouldn't be surprised if St. Peter's gets off to a hot start because they do have that shooting ability. But once Kentucky gets settled in, it's Wildcats all the way.
1: I I don't I don't know anybody on St. Peter's who's going to be able to tame Oscar Shabway. I mean, not a single uh, big in the country has been able to tame him this year. He averaged 17 to 15 uh all season long. He's probably gonna win the wooden award. Uh not even probably like almost definitely gonna win the definitely. World yeah. Eighty he, points a game. He's these guys. Absolutely absolutely dynamic. So yeah. I think so. Kentucky's definitely gonna pull that out. And then now we're going to the second round of the eastern uh the eastern section. We got Baylor versus North Carolina. Um we both have Baylor versus North Carolina mm-hmm. in the se- in the second round. This is a tough one because Baylor, in my eyes, has been so up and down this year. And I like what I've seen, especially as of late from North Carolina. And I feel like if Baycott and Manic and Caleb Love are all clicking to the right degree, that North Carolina is going to be a tough out regardless. This is going to be my first number one seed to go down. I think that North Carolina is going to pick off Baylor. I think that the defending champs are not going to make it to the Sweet 16.
0: I hate your way of thinking because when it comes to college basketball, we usually think very similar in a sense. And I'm also taking UNC to upset Baylor in the round of 32. The defending national champs will not survive the first weekend, folks. Uh, You heard it here first. They've been dealing with a lot of injuries all season long, and I get it. You know, They did lose some players last year, but they were a deep team last year. I mean, the problem that UNC poses is their depth. I think they have more depth than Baylor does this year. And it's crazy. The amount of depth we were talking about Baylor having last year was insane. I mean, they have Thamba, they have Mayer, they have Flagler. But uh, UNC has more. And I, I really, really do think that that win against Duke triggered something in the Tar Heels. And I could easily see them upsetting Baylor. And I do think it's going to happen. Personally, I don't think Baylor should be on the one line, if I'm being honest with you. I don't, I don't think so either. I I think think they would have advanced. I, and again, no games have been played yet. They would advance further on the two line than on the one line.
1: Yeah. I think Kentucky should have been the one. If it was up to me. Um, I think that Kentucky should have been a one seed, but you know, I, I didn't expect that they were going to do that, but I personally thought that they should have. So then the next matchup, I have Indiana versus UCLA. You have Wyoming versus UCLA. Um, Another tough one, I think that Indiana will will win the play-in game and could pick off St. Mary's, but when you're going up against UCLA, Johnny Juzang and the rest of the squad, who had an absolutely dominant season um, all of last year and made it all the way to the Final Four after being a play-in team, uh, I think UCLA is going to keep it up, and I, I think that they're going to meet UNC in the Sweet
0: 16. I have to call up Bill Walton for that one. Uh, I got the Bruins winning. Uh, I, I like what Nick Cronin's done with that team, they're very good and they're well coached, and they're all veterans. You know, I, I yep. like what they've been able to produce on the court this year, and they are definitely a sweet 16 team.
1: But if it was up to Bill Walton, I think uh, nine uh, Pac 12 teams probably would make the tournament. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: he would have Oregon
0: in there. Hell, you'd have Oregon State as a play-in. <laughs> yeah, you,
1: you, even though Oregon State's one of the worst teams in the nation, you just throw Oregon State as a sixteen. They throw Washington State in there. Oregon, or Washington, yeah, or Washington. Oregon's another team too that um you know, was realistically not going to make the uh, tournament, but I think should have, Uh, you know, when they got Davion Harmon and Quincy Garrier as two transfers this past year, I thought they were going to be a lot better than they were. And they underperformed big time. So next matchup, we got Purdue versus Tech. Tough one. Very, very tough because this, this could scream upsets for a lot of people. Um, Purdue has been extremely, a lot of people have think thought that Purdue is kind of hitting the wall at the wrong time towards the end of the year, and obviously Virginia Tech rolled through the ACC and won it all. Um, we had Virginia Tech beating Texas in the first round. I'm still going to pull with Purdue, though. I think Purdue's, uh, Purdue's team is just is too good to, um, to end up moving to
0: Virginia Tech. Yeah, I mean, if you asked me a week or two ago, I'd have Purdue going to the Elite Eight. Now, I don't think Purdue's leaving the first weekend alive. I think Virginia Tech, unfortunately, is going to win this game. I've had too much scar tissue from this game, from this ACC tournament this past week. Uh, And I think Virginia Tech, as an 11 seed, will make the Sweet 16. They went from not even being on the bubble to being on the bubble, to being in now to the sweet sixteen in my book. And that's remarkable. It really is.
1: I I think, you know, I mean just like I was saying, this could scream upset. I would not be shocked. Um this this could I can I can see the argument for either one. Yeah. And then the last matchup we got Murray State versus Kentucky. Um I think Murray State uh, has had a has had a dynamic year this year. Uh, I think that they'll take care of San Francisco um, in the first round, in my personal opinion, but I don't think that they'll take care of Kentucky. I think Kentucky, yeah. once again, too much firepower. Uh, Ty Ty Washington, Severe Wheeler, all the rest of them, Oscar Shebway, uh, Kellen Grady, their all-around dynamic team. Um, so, I'm rolling with Kentucky.
0: Yeah, I like Kentucky in this one as well. Again, they're Too good to not make the Sweet 16 this year. Absolutely.
1: And now we're down to our last region, and then we'll be able to go through our Sweet 16, Elite Eight, Final Four, and then the championship. So we got the bottom right section, the Midwest region. Number one seeded Kansas taking on the winner of Texas Southern versus Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Uh, For a lot of of you people out there, probably didn't even know that there was another Texas A&M. Besides uh, the regular Texas a but there's a Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Um, Kansas has been great this year, and I think that they're going to be a, a sneaky team too. Even though they're a one seed, um, I think that they're they're going to live up to the one seed hype. I I'm going to go Kansas.
0: Yeah, Kansas is winning uh, this game for me. They're they're going far th- this year. I'll say that.
1: I completely agree. And then we got number eight, San Diego State, taking on number nine, Creighton. Um, San Diego State, in my opinion, um, is just always sneaky and makes it in the tournament every year. Uh, You can never count them out. They're always well-coached. But I've been a big fan of Creighton. I I had Creighton winning the Big East tournament. That was my prediction. Um, They ended up making it to the finals against Villanova. But – They've caught fire right at the right time. I like their team. I think that they've got a good all-around team, and I'm going Creighton to uh, to beat San Diego State. I think that Creighton is going to make a little bit of noise, but that matchup against Kansas in the second round it, um, is, is maybe a little too tough, but uh, I, I got Creighton at least winning one series, one game.
0: Creighton's beating San Diego State. Uh, They're a really good basketball team. Greg McDermott has coached them up very well. Now, I think Matt Bradley could pose some problems for them, but, I mean, they have a good core of players. They did lose Ryan Nimhart during the season. That was a tough blow for them, but they got guys like Ryan Hawkins in there who can make plays, and their defense is much better this season. So I really like uh, the Blue Jays here to advance.
1: Then our next matchup, we got number five Iowa taking on number twelve Richmond. Richmond just won uh, the A10 today. They they picked off Davidson in the in the finals. Um, Iowa also ended up winning the Big Ten today. Um, Iowa's red hot. I I think that Richmond's got a decent team, um, borderline March Madness team. I know you think that they're probably not March Madness team. I think they're a borderline March Madness team. Tyler Burns a tremendous player. Um, but Iowa is red hot right now, and I don't, I don't see them uh, losing.
0: No, I don't either. I think Iowa will remind the committee why Richmond was never a tournament team to begin with. In my opinion, um, I mean Tyler Burton did what he had to do today, but I mean you're going up against Keegan Murray, uh, Bohan. I mean you, they're tough. They're Connor McCaffrey. They're a tough team, and the Hawkeyes
1: will be dancing
0: until around the thirty-two. Yeah, I I completely
1: agree with that. And now we got number four Providence taking on number thirteen South Dakota State. Um, South Dakota State has been one of the staples in the tournament over the last several years. They end up finding a way to get in um, a lot of times. Mike Baum. Um, you, you diehard college basketball fans. If you remember him, Mike Down, I should say, um, a few years ago for South Dakota State, he was dynamic. Um, but it's, that's not their team this year. Providence is was statistically the luckiest team in college basketball this year, um, according to analytics and you know Ken Palm rankings, all that kind of stuff. Um, Providence was was a top fifteen team for the majority of the year, but they were also considered the luckiest team. And they didn't make it very far in the Big East tournament, Uh, even though they won the regular season. I'm going South Dakota State in an upset. I think that Providence – I like Providence's team. I like Nate Watson. Um, But I feel like they're very, very um, poised to – get knocked out early, and I think a team like South Dakota State that's kind of under the radar and not a lot of teams are looking at maybe the ones that um, that end up picking them off.
0: I don't like Providence. I don't. I don't no, like either, Watson. I, I, I mean, no bias against the Big East here, but uh, South Dakota State is the number one three-point shooting team in the nation, and they're the second-best team from the field. In the nation. So their offense is going to pose a lot of problems. There's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. Can Providence score 70 to 80 points? That's going to be the real question. Exactly. I think the Jackrabbits are going to be uh, hopping over to the round of
1: 32. There's another good (laughs) Another good use of words right there, but (laughs) I, I, I like that. I like South Dakota
0: state. Uh, That's
1: going to be one that a lot of people are going to take Providence. Um, I feel like most people are not going to uh, consider this as, as an upset, but this is a sneaky one that me and Tom are calling out first for all you listeners out there. So if this does happen, you know, you know who to thank. We, we expect a nice DM on review and previews, uh, Twitter account and Facebook and everything, you guys, you guys better thank us if the, if it, <laughs> that happens. So then we got next matchup: LSU versus Iowa State. I would have gone LSU if all of the craziness over this past weekend, Will Wade getting fired, did not go down. Because I liked LSU. I liked LSU. Tari Eason, uh was a tremendous transfer. He has he's had a great season. Um, Xavier Pinson's had a great year, but Iowa State. Is is a very sneaky team because they started off the season undefeated, um, and they ended up losing the to Baylor to, towards to right around New Year's, and then they kind of went a little downhill for them, uh, and they ended up falling to an 11 seed. But I like Iowa State, and I think with all the craziness that LSU has going on, they're going to be a little uh, a little scattered. So I, I like Iowa State in this one.
0: I do, too. I do like Iowa State in this one. They own wins against TCU, Texas Tech, Texas, uh, Iowa. They've beaten a lot of good teams this year. And I I personally think Iowa State is going to be dancing. I I don't like LSU too much right now, especially after everything that you just said. You know, Uh, can Tari Eason lead this team to a victory? Sure. But is it going to be easy? No, I don't think it's going to happen. Exactly. I think
1: that I think Iowa State might be able to take over. Isaiah Brockington's been dynamic all season long, and then we got number three Wisconsin versus number fourteen Colgate. Um, I think Wisconsin's going to take take care of the toothpaste um, and in advance the second round. Calling out anybody who went to Colgate, um, <laughs> I don't have anything against your school. I don't even know where your school is to be honest with you I really don't I don't know where Colgate
0: is <laughs> it's it's actually in New York it is in New York really an where upstate, is it it's in it, upstate New York it's about an hour southwest of Syracuse
1: there see it's good that you it's good that you said that i mean i i was born in New York so don't so don't rip me people please um if you're a Col- <laughs> if you're a, a New Yorker that went to Colgate that's my bad um your your school does have a funny name that's all i got to say
0: why, yes. Uh, Colgate has won 19 of its last 20 games. They started out the season not too great, but once conference play came around, they took the Patriot League by storm. Uh, 11th-year coach Matt Langle has done a good job, and it, it's interesting because this is their third consecutive NCAA tournament. That is a new program record for them, and I think they're going to give Wisconsin a run for their money. Um, you know, I brush my teeth every day with that Colgate toothpaste upstairs in the morning, but Colgate loses this game by like three to four points, Wisconsin survives and advances. And I only say this because I like Wisconsin a lot. They're a very good three seed. And I think they have potential to run this very far, but back when Notre Dame was a three seed in 2015, they struggled with Northeastern. They beat Northeastern by like two or three points and then advanced to the elite, to the, uh, Elite eight, so Wisconsin. Oh wow, he's taking Colgate. He's taking hey, Colgate. That's he's gonna have a big payday if that if that happens, John. Put some money down on it. You might Absolutely, put some money down on it.
1: You're, you end up and making some nice cash, some nice walking around money with you. <laughs> so we got two games left in the first round now. Number yeah. seven USC taking on number ten Miami. Um. This is an interesting one. I was glad to see Miami make the tournament. I think that Larinega, um led that team to a tremendous season. Um, they were they were not picked to really do anything this year, and they kind of were sneaky. But that's, that's kind of how the ACC went, though, this year, is the teams that weren't expected to do much were the ones that did more than the teams that were expected to. I mean, like, Virginia was a dud. Um, You know, you end up having Miami played great. Uh, Notre Dame, no one really expected was going to do anything. And they ended up playing great this season. Um, Virginia Tech came out of nowhere and won the ACC tournament. So that's kind of how that was kind of the story of the ACC this year. And Miami is an epitome to that. So Miami versus USC, I think it's going to be a close one. Um, I like USC, though. I think that Isaiah Mobley is a great player. Um, Big fan of... The, of USC's team, I think that Boogie Ellis is is also a great player. Um, they've been all around solid this year. Been one of the better teams in the Pac-12. Uh, I'm rolling with them to to beat
0: to beat up on uh, Miami. Yeah, remember USC made the Elite Eight last year, and Miami made it to the semis probably because Boston College upset Wake Forest. To be realistic, I don't. I'm not sure if they get by Wake Forest or not, but they made it to the semis. They deserve to be here. And John brings up a good point. USC, for their five starters, six foot nine or taller. This group plays at a relatively yeah. slow pace and likes to work the ball inside. They are very good defensively. They rebound well. They don't run great in transition, but I think USC, as an Elite Eight team from last year, is going to take this one. It may not be convincingly. But they're going to make some noise here in this first weekend. Yeah,
1: I think I think USC is going to end up pulling it out. But again, this is going to be a close one. And then the final first round game we got number two Auburn versus number fifteen Jacksonville State. Now Jacksonville State should not have been in the tournament because <laughs> Bellarmine won their conference. But Bellarmine is currently in the process of going from Division two to Division one. So they are not allowed to be in the tournament, which I think is one of the strangest rules in college basketball. That you know, if a team goes from Division two to Division one, they have they aren't allowed to be in the tournament for like three or four years or something, even if they they win their conference. I don't completely understand that, but since Bellarmine won the conference, they ended up giving the automatic bid to the first place team of the regular season, which was Jacksonville State. So Jacksonville State ended up making it by default. Um. Doesn't even matter. Auburn's winning this game. Auburn. That's it. Just, just thought I'd give you a nice little lesson, even though it's probably going to be a forty-point win. <laughs>
0: That's all I've got. Auburn is winning that game.
1: So then we got in the second round. So we we had we had the exact same um second rounds in uh in this region. So unfortunately, round, yeah. <laughs> Second round, we have Kansas versus Creighton, which mm-hmm. is is going to be an interesting one. Um, I I think that it, as I was alluding to before, I think that Creighton's one of the better, one of the sneakier teams in this tournament. I think that they're red hot. They're an all around sound team. Uh, McDermott always has them playing great when it comes to March, but Kansas has too much star power. They're finally fully healthy. McCormick is fully healthy and they're going to be a tough out. I, I don't see Kansas losing this game.
0: No, and talk about Okai Abaji. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. but uh, Yeah,
1: Okai Abaji.
0: Almost 20 points per game. He's been outstanding. Uh, McCormack, Brown. Uh, it seems like Mitch Lightfoot's college career will just never end. <laughs> so I think Kansas will be dancing yeah. into the second week. And, in fact, I know somebody who picked Kansas to win the NCAA tournament. Do I agree with that person? Stay tuned.
1: Aha. Okay, there we go. A little teaser right there. So we got a, we've got about fifteen to twenty minutes left in the show. So everybody's got to stay tuned so we can figure that out. But um, then we have in the second round, we both have Iowa Iowa versus South Dakota State. Um, we both had South Dakota State in the upset over Providence. Um, give me Iowa in this game. I think South Dakota State can beat providence because i don't think that they're too tough of a team but i think Iowa is red hot right now uh, keegan murray is an absolute stud and he has the ability to take over a game and win a game on his own uh McCaff- connor mccaffrey too is uh another great player for them joe tussant but so i i'm taking iowa and that's going to lead up to a great six sweet 16 matchup of kansas versus iowa
0: yeah, I agree with you. I think Iowa can hang around with South Dakota State in a shootout. I don't think Providence can. That's why yeah. I picked South Dakota State to beat Providence. But um, if it, it's weird. I think if Providence gets to Iowa, I actually think Providence beats them. The problem is I don't think Providence gets to Iowa. So I'm going to go with Iowa here advancing to the Sweet 16. Very interesting.
1: Very interesting. Yeah. I like that. And then our next matchup, we got Iowa State versus Wisconsin. Um, Iowa State, we both had beating LSU. Wisconsin, um, I've loved the Badgers all season long, what I've seen from them. Johnny Davis had an amazing season. Brad Davison's had a great year. So I'm rolling with Wisconsin to uh,
0: to pick off Iowa State in that one. Yeah, I mean, you got a player like Johnny Davis. <laughs>
1: Tough to Big, pick against them.
0: Big 10 player of the year. Uh, yeah, they're going to the Sweet Sixteen Easily book it, Badgers. I, I, I completely agree with that.
1: And then we'll have um, USC versus Auburn in the second round. Now, I, I said I do like USC a lot, um, but I don't know how I feel against about them against Auburn. Um, I think that's a little inconsistent. I think Auburn, though, it has some flaws themselves. You know, I think that they're a good team. And if they catch fire, they're going to be very, very difficult to beat because Walker Kessler and Jabari Smith are two of the two of the most dominant bigs in the nation. Um, but I, I'm going with Auburn
0: over USC. All right. Well, well, well. Uh, I think Auburn, you know, they did struggle against Texas A&M, but you mentioned their size in the front court is insane. I think Bruce Pearl successfully deployed um, – these guys into success this year. Jabari Smith is a great player, but I like Isaiah Mobley. I like the clutchness of Drew Peterson. I like Boogie Ellis. And I like the USC Trojans to upset the Auburn Tigers. The seven takes down the two to advance to the sweet sixteen.
1: Auburn does not make it out of the first weekend, according to Tom. That's that Tom is Sticks. a good Tom takes right there. I like that. Okay. So that's I mean Took a little bit. We got a little sidetracked from the Tom Brady news, but we're at the sweet 16. So now, um,
0: we got 16. Damn it, Tom. Yeah,
1: seriously, Tom. I'm telling you, Tom Brady dropping bombs, just messing up our podcast. Like he's, no, he's
0: never gonna leave.
1: He's never gonna leave. He's gonna, it's, it's never, it's just oh, never gonna happen. I'm telling you, I've got, I've got to scroll through Twitter after we're done. Uh, time. I, I can't, I can't wait to see you the kind of reactions everybody is uh, putting down about, about father time right over there. But yep. sweet 16, let's jump into it. Our first matchup, we both have Gonzaga versus Arkansas. Um, Another tough one. Gonzaga is the one seed. Arkansas is the four seed in uh, the West region. I think that Gonzaga is going to pull this one out. I think this is going to be really tough, though. Um, I think that Arkansas is a really good team, as we were alluding to before. Um, they they've been able to pick off a lot of teams throughout the season. They've played in a tough SEC. Uh, they they if they're playing their game, if Jalen Williams is locking down Holmgren, and um, JD Note is going off uh, the way that he does, scoring twenty five to thirty points, the Arkansas will have a, a fighting chance. But if I had to, my hunch is that Gonzaga is going to pull it out.
0: Yeah, Gonzaga is going to pull this one out. I mean, all due respect to Arkansas, they've made it this far to the Sweet 16. But I mean, you got Drew Timmy sitting there and Chet Holmgren. I don't think Eric Musselman has it in him. An 0-3 in SEC play eventually turns into a fourth place finish for them. So credit to them for getting to where they are now. But um, yeah, that, that this is as far as they go, unfortunately.
1: I, you know, I give them credit because Arkansas, you know, after losing Moses Moody last year, they, um, it's not bringing in really any, any huge recruits, like any five-star recruits, um, this upcoming year. They weren't, they were kind of like further down projected in the SEC, but they've, um, exceeded expectations. So Mm -hmm. big shout out to them for even making it to the sweet 16. If, I mean, if they do, but according to us, they will. And then we got Texas tech versus Duke, um, Texas Tech would be the three seed. Duke would be the two seed. This is another tough one. Um, I love Texas Tech. I really love Texas Tech. I think that they've been rolling all season long. They're a dynamic defensive team. If they're fully healthy, they are so tough to beat. Um, they're one of they're one of the teams not not named St. John's that I've watched a lot this year. I'm going with Tech knocking off Duke and ending Coach K's. Uh, career
0: in the Sweet 16. So I went back and forth on this game and I had Texas Tech, I had Duke, I had Texas Tech and I switched back to Duke just because Coach K's last season, Texas Tech is such a good team defensively. I mean, they could really, and this Duke team is very young. I could see this going very badly for Duke. If Duke wins this game, it'll be like two points. And if Texas Tech wins this game, it'll be like a good, healthy margin of points, like five to ten points. Uh, I have Duke barely skating by, and I don't say that with a lot of confidence. So, if that tells you anything, I don't know. The thing is, I needed a two-seed in the Elite Eight if this forecasts anything moving forward, and that's my two-seed. John Suggs
1: is alluding to exactly our point Duke struggles Mm -hmm. when he plays defense. And if there's one thing Texas tech can do it's playing defense. So that's why I think that that could be a bad matchup, um, for, for Duke. And then we go down to the East region. We got North Carolina versus UCLA for both of us. Um, another interesting one we had, I, we had North Carolina picking off Marquette and then picking off Baylor, um, UCLA pretty red hot. Um, yeah, they've had it. They've had another great year. This is a tough one because as much as I can see UNC um, pulling off another upset, I feel like I got to go UCLA. Um, I feel like that UCLA will probably end up end up pulling it out um, in the end. They're too good of a team. They're, you know, with the way that they went out last year, I think they're going to at least make it to the Elite Eight. I think that's the furthest they're going to go. Um, We'll get to that
0: later, but I think that UCLA will beat UNC. And what they have this year that's made them better defensively is the shot blocking from Miles Johnson, who transferred over from Rutgers. They're at 12, and I I think UCLA is going to take down North Carolina. Sorry, Coach. Yep, I think so. And next one, we we have a different matchup here.
1: I have Kentucky versus Purdue. You have Kentucky versus Virginia Tech. Um, mine's Kentucky versus Purdue. This is going to be one heck of a game, I think. Um, but Kentucky's just, Purdue has struggled a bit this year, um, and has kind of hit a wall at the wrong time. Uh, and Kentucky has just stayed consistent all around. If Kentucky's playing their game, there's very few that are as good as them. So I'm, I'm, I'm picking Kentucky to
0: not to be Purdue. Not to mention this is one of the oldest teams John Calipari has had with yeah. Kentucky, right? So you can't say that often, uh, you know, Kellen Grady, good three-point shooter, um, a strong transfer class, severe Wheeler. They're, they're good. They're good. But, I mean, Virginia Tech, they're such on a roll right now. Like – Something tells me they're just going to keep moving on and moving on and moving on and moving on. And I have Virginia Tech upsetting Kentucky. I have Virginia Tech knocking out the Wildcats. I have the Hokies advancing to the Elite Eight to take on UCLA. Keep in mind, the Hokies are the fourth best three-point shooting team in the nation. They can make a lot of shots. And as much as Virginia Tech pisses me off, I think the Hokies make it to the Elite Eight.
1: I like it. I like it. Nice little bold pick right there. I had to be
0: a little different, you know. Will I we'll, we'll, we'll actually fill that out when we do the official <laughs> official brackets? I don't know, but yeah,
1: you get you know have like a day or two to actually sleep on it. And right. yeah, you know, this is point of this uh, podcast is be this episode is literally our first opinions on yeah, right. uh, bracket. I mean, you saw me change my opinion mid, <laughs> mid, uh, oh, yeah. mid introduction saying. in the Colorado state game. So <laughs> it, I I'm sure a bunch of these games, I'm going to end up uh, changing my opinion before I fill out a bracket. Yeah. But so the next one, we got Arizona versus Illinois. Yeah. For me, it's Arizona versus Illinois for you. It's Arizona versus Houston. Um, I, I think Arizona, Arizona's got a tough team. Illinois, Illinois got a good all-around team too, as well. I I just think that I think Arizona is a little bit too tough. Um, they've they've been dynamic all season long. I feel like they're going to they're going to end Illinois again in the sweet in the uh, Sweet Sixteen,
0: advance to the Elite Eight. Arizona's winning. They're winning. They're yeah. the better team. They have. I mean, this team could potentially win the national championship. I, I don't know if they will, but. They have the Pac-12 defensive player of the year on their roster. Uh Azoulis Tabellis has been fantastic. Yeah. Benedict Mathurin as well. I mean, they're good.
1: They've been they've been amazing. They've been tremendous this year. Yeah. Um, then the next one, we also have a different one. I've got Tennessee versus Ohio State. You have Tennessee versus Loyola Chicago. Um Ohio State is the seven seed. And Tennessee is the three seed. Tennessee's been red hot down the stretch. I think that Ohio State can definitely pick off a couple of games, but they're going to run out of steam at some points. And I think Tennessee has been as good as it gets um, within the past couple of weeks of the season. So I'm going with Tennessee to meet up with Arizona
0: in the Elite Eight. I have Tennessee ending Loyola Chicago's run. Remember, they're such a deep team. Fulkerson came back for a fifth year. He's one of the oldest players in college basketball. I mean, this team is good. Rick Barnes is a veteran head coach. I mean, you could see how connected he is with his players after their win today. Yeah. They stomped out a tough Texas A&M team that is led by a great head coach in Buzz Williams. Yep, And they were red hot. Texas A&M. We might if they beat Tennessee, we're probably picking the Aggies to win a game in the tournament. But they're not here because Tennessee stopped them. They stopped the hot team. Which yeah. tells me that Tennessee can also stop the hot Loyola Chicago team that I have winning two games in the tournament. So that's why I have the balls advancing to the Elite Eight.
1: Yeah, I like that a lot. Um I think that they're they're going to do the same. I completely agree with that. And then the final two matchups in our sweet 16, we have Kansas versus Iowa, which we both have. Um, this one is, is tough. I I might choose something right now and end up choosing something different a couple of days from now. This is, this is going to be a tough one um, because I think Iowa is red hot. And I also think that Kansas is, is going to be tough to beat down the stretch because they're just an all around amazing team. Um I'm going to I'm going to have to go with Kansas though picking off Iowa and making it to the Elite 8. I feel like Kansas is if they can't do it this year, there's very few years that they can do it. They've got they've got such a good all-around team.
0: And Mitch Lightfoot's college career continues. Kansas moves on to the Elite 8. I don't know why I find so much humor in that, but uh, I just feel like He's been playing since I was in college. It was a long oh, time ago.
1: ago. <laughs> Five years he's ago, like, he's like probably pushing thirty. Honestly, he's a six.
0: He's it. a sixth year senior.
1: Yeah, if we find his like his real um his real certificate birth certificates, I honestly think um that that he's he's probably he's probably a lot closer to um to thirty years old um than <laughs> than we think, but
0: right. um. So, we got we got a little uh, comment battle here. <laughs> we we got we got what something. Is this? We got
1: something going down in the comments. I don't Tria... know. W- Munson.
0: I don't know who that is.
1: I th- I, th- I th- pretty sure this is a bot. But it has we got to be a bot. Yeah, but we got we got my brother commenting back. That's that's actually pretty funny. We've I've we seen some stuff today. I'm telling you, I got yeah. it.
0: <laughs> Tom Brady. Tom Brady, like we and now he now he's yelling at tight spot too. That's not good. Wow, that's <sighs> I have no idea what's
1: going on right now, but I'm going to ignore it. Um, Wisconsin versus Purdue. I mean, Wisconsin versus Auburn um, is my is my next game. Wisconsin versus USC is your next game. Um, this this could be another close one, but I'm going to I'm going to go with Auburn. Um, I think that Auburn. A little too tough for Wisconsin if they if everything's clicking they're they're an
0: all around solid team so I'm gonna go with them. Um, so I have Wisconsin against USC, mm-hmm. and I have was I have Wisconsin winning. Uh, disappointing Big Ten tournament for them. I thought they were going to win it, and they didn't, but. I give credit to Iowa for kicking them out, or Indiana. It was one of those two teams that knocked them out. I think I was right the first time with Iowa. Um, but, yeah, I like Wisconsin advancing past USC. I like USC a lot, but I don't like them enough to beat Wisconsin because of how good Wisconsin is this year. I mean, they're such a well-coached team. They, they do everything right, Paul, and I think they're going to – Cause some real issues in this tournament. Yeah,
1: no, I, I, I can totally see that. I can absolutely see that. So now we'll jump in. Um, now we're going to jump into our Elite Eight. Just went over the Sweet Sixteen, so we'll jump into our Elite Eight. We have two matchups that are that are the that are the same, and then we have two different ones. So yep. first matchup that's the same: Gonzaga versus Texas Tech. Um, this is going to be an interesting one. Uh, that's I think can go a couple of different ways. Um, I still think that Gonzaga's star power is a little bit too much. So I'm going to give the edge to Gonzaga.
0: Um, Yeah, I like Gonzaga too. And this is going to stink for Duke being eliminated in the elite eight, just one game short of the final four. I'm sure coach K would love one more final four opportunity, but uh, this team is too young and uh, I I've per per I've never been a fan of these one and done teams with Coach K. They yeah. they haven't panned out well. Remember when they lost to Mercer with Jabari Parker? I mean that that was just another <laughs> e- example. And all these freshmen, yeah. like they've done a good job. But I mean, we saw when they had Zion Williamson, they they barely beat uh, the team that Taco Fall was on. What was it? UCF something UCF, like that. UCF. Yep. Yeah. They, like they, barely, they barely, barely beat them. Yeah but uh, I have Gonzaga my first team in the final four.
1: Yep. I completely agree with that. And now next matchup I have UCLA versus Kentucky. You have UCLA versus Virginia Tech. Um <laughs> this one this one's going to be tough UCLA versus Kentucky for me. Um I think that it could it could go a bunch of different ways but Kentucky is is my sleeper. Um I I think that they're that they are as dominant as it comes and I'm going with Kentucky over UCLA and Kentucky will be matching up with Gonzaga in the final four.
0: Uh, so I have Virginia tech against UCLA. Mm-hmm. I have the Bruins beating the Hokies, the run ends here, quiet in the storm. Sorry, Murphy. You're gone. <laughs> quiet I hate that guy so much. I mean, he's so good, but I can't stand him. Like he—he's like a like a short little nugget that 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 just plays super well. Like you know, he hits all these shots, and um, they're a really good basketball team. You have to give that team a lot of credit. But UCLA, I think they're going back to the Final Four, and this time it'll be an expected Final Four run.
1: Yeah, I know. No, exactly. I, yeah. I can see that. I can totally see that. I Um, just think the one seed in this region is
0: very weak. So it's either going to be UCLA or Kentucky.
1: That's what I think, too. I think it's going to be one or the other. Those those seem like the two best teams. And then we have the same matchup in the south region. We got Arizona versus Tennessee. Um, This is another tough one for me because I love how hot Tennessee's been. But uh, this is another game that... I'm going to choose something today. And when I fill in my bracket, either tomorrow or the day after, I'm probably going to choose something different. But um, I'm probably going to go with Arizona, uh, picking off Tennessee and advancing to the final four. I think Arizona is too tough of a team. Um, Wait a minute. (laughs) I'm going Tennessee. I'm going Tennessee. Wow. Yeah. I strike 2. I I think I think it's Rick Barnes' time and I think that Tennessee's been red hot. I think that Arizona is such a good team, but I think that Tennessee's been red hot and I think that they're an all-around good team. Um they play both ends of the floor. I mean Arizona is tough too, but this could be
0: an upset right here. I'm I'm going to I'm going to pull for Tennessee. I was hoping you took Arizona cuz I have the same pick here. Uh, I have the volunteers volunteering themselves to make the Final Four. Um, That team with Grant Williams should have made the Final Four, but they didn't, unfortunately. I remember when – no, that was the Purdue-Virginia game we were watching together at work, I think. But, yeah, anyway, that Tennessee-Arizona game is a real crapshoot. I have the Vols winning again. Um, I really love the the development of Santiago and what he's been able to do yeah. in that backcourt. He's a good shooter. He can drive, he can kick it out, and you got some big boys in that front court as well. So I think they're gonna match up just fine with Arizona.
1: I completely agree with that. I think that I think it's gonna be an interesting one. And then our last matchup, I have Kansas versus Auburn, you have Kansas versus Wisconsin. Um and this is this is a tough one because I think I think if Auburn's playing their game, they definitely they definitely could win it. But do I really take three SEC teams to make it to the Final Four? Um, that's the big question. Or is this Kansas's year? Um, I'm probably going to go with Kansas. I think over Auburn. I think that Auburn's got a, a few flaws, and Kansas has really just been red hot. And I think that. That they have such a good team that they're that they're a legitimate national championship uh, contender. So I'm going to go with Kansas to beat Auburn in the
0: Elite Eight. Well, yeah, you really like Mitch Lightfoot a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have I have Kansas winning this game, making the Final Four. Um, I, I have them playing with Wisconsin, but I don't really think that they match up great against Kansas, that front court's gonna be too much for them. So McCormack is gonna have a good game. Christian Brown's been developing quite nicely as well over there and they're just a better basketball team. A lot of people are picking Kansas to win this whole damn thing. So yeah. I'm definitely putting them in my final four.
1: I, I agree with that. I think that's I think that's gonna be um a high possibility. That, yep. that they're gonna that they're gonna compete. So that jumps into our final four. So we have we both have three of the same teams, but we differ in the East we differ in the East region. Um, we both have we all we all both of us have Gonzaga, Tennessee and Kansas, but I have Kentucky, you have UCLA making that out of the East region. So first matchup for me it's Gonzaga versus Kentucky which is a national championship type of matchup right right then and there. And for you, it would be Gonzaga versus UCLA. Gonzaga versus Kentucky. Um, I am going to keep the ball rolling with the Wildcats. And Gonzaga... I'm going to be rooting for you guys because I want to see you guys win a national title. You know, I want to see Mark Few finally win the national title, get um the elephant off his back, and you know really just and really be able to to give the Wildcats their first title, put them in the books. But um, if I'm putting money down, I I I love I love Kentucky's depth, and I I'm taking them to go into the national championship.
0: So for me, I have Gonzaga against UCLA. Taking Gonzaga. Those Bulldogs, they keep pounding away. Um, look, you got the player of the year and the rookie of the year on the same roster in the same front court. Um I don't think UCLA is going to be able to handle that. I don't think they have enough firepower at all. I mean, sometimes has plays the four. That's not gonna work against Gonzaga. Exactly. Gonzaga. Gonzaga's
1: a matchup nightmare. And mm-hmm. that, so if everything is clicking for them, it's going to be very, it's going to be very tough for anybody to beat them. But totally. um, Kentucky could end up bringing them down. And then the other Final Four matchup, we both have the same one: Tennessee yep. versus Kansas. Um, this is this is a tough one. This is a very very tough one um, because, as much as I want to say Tennessee, I feel like I feel like Kansas is poised to make it to a national title game. Um, I think the Tennessee might make some noise and make it all the way to the Final Four, but I'm going to have to go with Kansas to meet up with Kentucky in the national title.
0: Yep, I'm taking Kansas to enter the national title game to take on Gonzaga. I hope Tennessee pulls it off, but I don't think they will. And some careers are just going to last a couple days longer, Paul.
1: I I tend to agree with that. Tend to agree with it. I think that Kansas is just going to get the job done. And then now we've come down to the end. An hour and fifty minutes full of excitement, some breaking football news, and everything in, and everything in between. Now we got the national title game. Um, for me, it is Kentucky versus Kansas. For you, it is Gonzaga versus Kansas. Um, I will let you go first. Who do you think wins and what is your final score?
0: So this is an interesting matchup because Kansas has a stacked front court and so does Gonzaga. But I think Kansas is a little more experienced as a team. Gonzaga lost some players last year. They did lose Corey Kispert. I think last year was realistically Gonzaga's best chance to win a national championship with the team that they had. But Drew Timmy's a year older. He's a year better. So incorporate that as well. And oh, this is so tough, man. Uh, Gonzaga's taking home their first national title. I,
1: I like that. I like that a lot. They're taking home their first national title. I think they're going to
0: defy the odds. They're going to play the underdog role. And I think they're going to pull it off. Uh, I may change my mind two hours from now when I sit down and go over it a little more, but, I mean, we're talking like this is 1A against 1B here. You know, like yeah. these two teams, they're the two best teams in the tournament, in my opinion. Um, but, yeah, I'm going Gonzaga.
1: So, Kentucky versus Kansas. I think this will be an all-around dogfight, but – I still think the Wildcats are the best team, and I think that Kentucky will be uh, hoisting up the national championship, if I if I had to say. I think that Kentucky um, is is just poised to do it this year. They're an all-around great team. They've got a veteran team, too. It's not just all freshmen. They've got some good role players. So I'm going with Kentucky over Kansas in the national championship. So Kentucky Wildcats will be your national champions. There it is, Tom. Tom puts Gonzaga. I've got Kentucky for our national championship, and that's it. There, that, that, that's all. That's all there is to it.
0: I got a question for you though. How much money did your brother pay you to say that on the show?
1: Uh, I knew I knew that question would come up, and the answer is zero, because I I actually. I actually do believe in Kentucky Big Tom. Um, my brother's a big Kentucky fan, but I I like them a lot. Will I have Kentucky winning the championship in, in all of the brackets that I fill out? Definitely not. Um, I always end up choosing multiple championships. Will I have them win the national championship in any of the brackets I fill out? I have no idea. I might change my mind in the next couple of days. But my first instincts after watching the selection show and watching the conference tournaments and everything – is I think that Kentucky is going to win the national championship.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're a great pick to come out of their region because of how they have the weakest one seed in their region. Absolutely. So let's say Kentucky does meet Baylor in the Elite Eight. Let's just say Baylor somehow gets to the Elite Eight. Kentucky's taking them down. I'm sorry. I mean, there's no way Baylor's escaping that one.
1: I think think it'd be very difficult for Kentucky to not come out of – to come, not come out of their region and make it to the final four. I think Absolutely. really their, their only competition is UCLA. Um, yeah. I, they were blessed. I mean, you know, Purdue is, is tough too. If Purdue is playing their game, Purdue is going to be a tough out. But the question is, um, what, what Purdue team are we going to get? Um, we've gotten different versions of them all year long. So Tom, Hey, we got any more, any more thoughts before we wrap up this episode?
0: Um, I'm just happy Notre Dame made the tournament. And I quickly want to shout out uh, St. Thomas Aquinas College, Division II school I've been calling games for all year long. Their men's basketball team just made the Sweet 16 tonight in the NCAA tournament, taking down University of New Haven in the round of 32. So congrats, Stack.
1: Awesome. St. Thomas Aquinas showing some love to the Division II and Division III out there. Obviously, those tournaments are going down, so so everybody check that stuff out too. I've been I've been uh, trying to keep up with some of the Division Two and Division Three stuff too. We got Yeshiva University in Washington Heights has been playing out of their minds in Division Three this year, so I've been looking at them a little bit. They're a local team, so gotta show some love. But that's gonna wrap it up for tonight's episode. I want to thank everyone who tuned into the review and preview network to watch another episode of the three and D and to all those listening via podcasts, YouTube, et etc. You can also follow the show on Twitter at the three and d. Thank you, everybody for tuning in. Obviously, Tuesday nights at seven is our big night, but selection Sunday, we had to give you a big special. Um, thank you for t- tuning in, watching. However, the majority of it you watched for these past two hours, we really appreciate. We really appreciate all the views. Everybody hit the like and subscribe button below. Um, give us some love and we'll be having more content coming out, um, especially with NFL free agency coming up with March Madness going down. St- keep us lo- keep it locked in to review and preview. Turn on notifications. We're gonna be the one-stop shop for all of your stuff, for all of your sports for all of your sports breaking news, opinions, anything you need. Hope everyone has a good rest of your night. It's officially March, and have a good one.
0: Yeah.